Welcome to Physicians Helping Attorneys Helping People. When people are injured due to negligence or while on the job, they need all the help they can get. Doctors Armin Feldman and Mike Bummer help ensure they get it. Join them as they discuss the newest medical subspecialty of medical legal consulting. Learn how attorneys can gain a competitive advantage in PI, workers' comp, and medical malpractice cases. Armin and Mike can help you better understand the medical issues in your cases, leading to larger settlement amounts and the best possible medical care for clients. They can help save you time and increase case value, all without breaking the bank. Let's get started. Welcome to the episode. I'm Dr. Armin Feldman, and as always, as you know, I'm here with my friend, my colleague and business associate in Physicians Legal Consultants, Dr. Mike Bummer. Hi, Armin, and hello to our listeners. The uh, Armin and I were just chatting about the Mother Nature. He's in he's in Colorado, and they're getting. I like the way you said it. You said storms right. of of biblical proportions right now. Yes, it's um, it's actually a, a little scary. I mean, I, I don't think the house is going to float away. But um, as I was telling you, Mike, in the last forty eight hours, we have gotten eighteen uh, percent of the actual annual uh, rainfall that typically falls in the Denver area in just two days. I mean, the banks of we live very close to the Piney to Piney Creek. Uh, the banks of Piney Creek are all the way to the sidewalk, way out of uh, its. Uh, the water's way out of the banks. And uh, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we uh, don't have to build any boats. <laughs> <laughs> you know, out on the East Coast, I don't, I'm, I'm just south of it in Pittsburgh, but the Buffalo area this past winter was breaking records for the the intensity of snowfall, which really is astonishing because they get the lake effect snow from the Great Lakes and Lake Erie right. there. And they were getting so much snow in such a short period of time. I think in January, they had reached their annual snowfall total, uh, which is saying a lot for Buffalo. Right. You know, for somewhere that gets a lot of snow. Yeah. Well, today is really interesting. This kind of naturally came up when we were talking not about the podcast earlier in the week, but about preparing for a meeting with an attorney. And there are just so many common questions and topics that come up when we have these discovery calls or whether we hop on Zoom or or go meet someone in person that because our type of medical legal consulting work is so new to most of our attorneys, we get a lot of interesting and very reasonable questions. And so after that kind of came up, we said, why don't we just discuss some of those questions for our listeners? That's right. Yeah. So let's jump into it. So one of the questions that we're asked all the time in these initial meetings is, well, I don't know why I should use you or use your services. Why can't I just rely on my medical experts? Heard it a thousand times. Yes. And so... 
One of the things that we have to uh, help our uh, educate our, our attorneys about, there is a huge difference between a medical expert and what we do as medical legal consultants. Uh, in fact, it's really kind of one of those apples uh, versus oranges situations. So although we are generalists, and what I mean by that is uh, we help attorneys with any kind of medical question that comes up in a case, but in a sense, that's really our specialty, uh, is that that's what we do. We're the only physicians involved in the case almost all the time that's got that 30,000 foot view of what's happening in the case. And of course, also, Mike, as you know, uh, we're working pre-trial, pre-litigation uh, on our cases. Mm-hmm. We're working on those approximately eight or nine out of 10 cases uh, out of 10 that are negotiated and settled, right? That's exactly right. And the other highlight is a, more of a collaborative effort between a consulting physician, what we do versus a medical expert. And that doesn't mean to say that medical, traditional medical experts can't be collaborative in nature. And quite certainly, they, they often are in the ones that we work with. But from a standpoint of communication, being open, uh, sometimes involving work product and actually being almost a an extension of the firm and not so much a testifying mm-hmm. expert, which comes with certain rules about disclosures and uh, dep- deposition potentials and things of that nature. We collaborate often uh, multiple touch points of communication between what the attorney sees as the key elements of the case and what we then can give feedback and either often agree and then uh, delve into more detail about maybe the impact of someone's injury on their work or maybe their their uh, their sex life or whatever is of a concern to our attorney they can express that to us and not feel like they are quote unquote you know uh, uh, taking up our time or, or, or expensive because a lot of these traditional experts, as you know, are, uh, are quite expensive and mm-hmm. come with big retainers. And so very different from them, we often go back and forth and we personally uh, don't use a retainer. We, we merely work as an extension of the firm and, and simply send a, a logged invoice when we're completed. So there's there's a like you said it, it's it really is apples and oranges i mean we're we're both physicians but the collaborative effort i think goes a long way and even maybe you could lend some insight into coordination of medical care cuz i know you've personally had a lot of experience you've shared with me on that yeah right um so yes i i i i think what you said is is so true um let me back up for one second then i'll uh, get on to what you just said that We do have very specific services that we offer. Now, of course, we do offer some services that help attorneys that are going to trial. For example, we can help them with question preparation for an expert at deposition or trial. But the vast majority of our services are specifically designed to um, help them um, in that 
uh, pre-trial, pre-litigation uh, phase. Uh, but yes, you're right. It, you know, it's not uh, uncommon for us to take a look at the case and uh, we're looking at all the medical issues in the case. And then we read the medical records, interview the client uh, of the attorney and then we're in a position to say, hey, uh, you know, Mr. Attorney or Ms. Attorney, uh, I think that this client really hasn't been properly worked up for a particular condition. And in fact, Mike, as you know, that's pretty common, right? That, it is. It yeah. is. It's not uncommon at all that we add a new diagnosis or we suggest something that should be further evaluated that is a significant element of of the final uh, medical costs or medical workup needed. Yeah, right. So, for example, um, we all know that in uh, auto crashes, there the norm is actually having more than one injury. So, uh, what happens? Well, the injury that's the most acute or the most serious or perhaps even life threatening gets dealt with. Uh, in fact, I can think of the case I just had recently where, boy, this woman had uh, uh, such problems from cervical problems from a whiplash event and was in tremendous amount of pain, had a couple of uh, ruptured discs. She was reporting her pain level on an average day to be in the six to seven range. Well, if you're dealing with that and your doctors are dealing with that, um, it might not even come up as an issue until uh, some days, weeks, or, or even months later that uh, she also ruptured a, a disc in her uh, lumbar area or low back. And just because it isn't uh, as much of a problem, it's still a problem, right? But as much of a problem, it doesn't get dealt with. So then we can go back to our attorney client and say, well, you know, sure, she has this neck problem, but uh, another damn medical damage in the case and something that's really of uh, a concern to her, but wasn't an immediate concern, uh, is this low back pain and this intermittent numbness that she's experiencing in her leg or foot or whatever it is, right? Spot on. We We include all these in reports that I know most traditional experts or treating docs don't want to touch with a 10-foot pole. You know, I, I haven't yet seen a, uh, one of those reports from from uh, my attorneys of the other traditional medical experts that, that are as inclusive as the 10 to 15 page reports that we commonly turn around. Oh, and that, as I say that, another, mm -hmm. another thing is one of the complaints I hear from my attorneys that mm -hmm. I try to make clear that mm -hmm. we're different is we really try to deliver our work within about two weeks. Mm -hmm. And I have attorneys who often tell me that they have to track down their medical experts and they're waiting one or two months, sometimes even longer. So it, it really is much more part of, uh, we're much more part of the team. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's a good way to, good way to put it. So uh, I, I hope that that helps uh, explain and helps to differentiate uh, what makes us different uh, not only from a medical expert, but and answers that question. Well, if I have a medical problem, I can always I just call on the medical expert, right? Yep. So let me let me throw another one at you. Okay. Good. So very commonly, mm -hmm. and I get it. 
this is we I should point out we understand all of these uh, questions that we get whenever we're meeting someone and discussing our services for the first time. So I, I've heard the question of why should I spend the money on a medical consultant when I don't I don't have that expense now mm. and a lot of our attorneys are very successful right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I think that, that that comes up all the time, doesn't it? And let me jump in and say one th- thing about that, and then you can comment too. But what I uh, tell uh, attorneys is it's actually uncommon. It's not very common for us to be, in, to be involved in a case, to touch a case where we don't actually add significant value to the case. Now, um, most of the time when I say adding significant value, what I'm really talking about uh, is dollars to the bottom line of the settlement. Uh, of course, we can add value in other ways, like you said, Mike, coming up with a diagnosis, another, a medical damage that uh, hasn't been uh, addressed or um, uh, helping to where, where do you want to put your efforts and energies in terms of the medical theories that you're developing? Saving time, just time is yeah. money. Yeah, just yeah. frankly, saving a lot of time as they construct their settlement demands, they can use a lot of our language in the way that we outline the ongoing medical problems. Yeah, it reminds me of this conversation I had with one of my clients just a few weeks ago where he, he had called me uh, about a new case and he made this uh, parenthetical kind of throwaway comment. He said, you know, on that last case that we did, uh, the report that you wrote helped to add 35000 to the case. <laughs> and uh, so I knew that my uh, fee to him for that case was $3,500. So um, you can do the math on rate of return on investment, right? Um, and so if we're able uh, to uh, help the case and the attorneys and ultimately the client I- in those ways, um, sure, there's an uh, upfront uh, expense. Uh, we're obviously not as expensive as treating doctors, but there's an upfront expense. But uh, typically that money is going to come back uh, to the case, to the injured person, and um, and, and uh, to the uh, settlement. That's exactly right. I, I think that, you know, the thought of a double spend being frustrating for our attorney, anyone who's ever used my services, that quickly evaporates because, A, our, our rates are significantly lower than that of traditional medical experts because mm. we know that we're in the pre-litigation, pre-trial stages where there isn't necessarily a, a large emphasis on what the final goal is. Maybe we don't even know if it's going to be a, uh, a case to pursue yet or not. So we purposefully keep our mm. rates very reasonable so that we can be included. And so once our attorneys start leaning on us and giving us uh, the freedom to touch more cases, I think it becomes really obvious where uh, where we're adding that value and how different that is from the traditional medical experts that are vital to this work, mm-hmm. but we fulfill a very different role. Right. You know, sometimes uh, um, I'll even say, you know, if you're settling eight or nine out of 10 cases or even seven out of 10 cases, um, and let's say um, 
uh, on that uh, 10th case. Uh, I write a really good report and uh, you pay me for that report. But unfortunately, that case just can't be settled for whatever the reason. And you have to take that case to trial. Well, if we weren't profitable to you in those other uh, nine out of 10 cases, obviously you wouldn't use this at all. But I mean, you can even um, stand to uh, pay us on that uh, 10th case that you can't use at trial uh, because uh, of well, where we're helping in those other nine cases. That's exactly right. And one of the things that came to mind for me was when asked to even do sometimes simple work that a, a traditional medical expert and their retainer would just be cost prohibitive, but the attorney wants to drive home a point in their negotiation, we often get asked for uh, causation reports. And sometimes it's a simple question. You know, mm -hmm. we had a we had a case that we discussed on this podcast regarding the uh, a spine fracture that occurred in a woman who had a pre-existing congenital medical condition. Mm -hmm. And the attorney simply needed to make a strong argument that this condition did in fact, uh, did in fact lead to a low speed uh, predisposition to a fracture at low speeds. And we were able to turn that around quite affordably. And, and I remember that attorney was, was very happy. Exactly. You know, another thing that comes up yeah. is I've been asked, well, or even if even been stated that we have a nurse in our mm -hmm. in our practice or maybe they have nurse consultants that they use and and or physician assistant or someone who can answer their medical questions and that for me is an easy one the first thing i i go tell ahead. them yeah, <laughs> <laughs> the first thing i tell them is i adore nurses and <laughs> that's what i was gonna say too. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. and i uh am happy to hear that you have a nurse because it, it says a that you 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 also probably adore them and their their utility to uh get to the root of of medical issues and whatnot but and i love collaborating with the nurses in my attorney firms on various cases because usually by the time the medicine gets to me it is uh very narrowed and there are some really good questions and we can step in more efficiently and give actual medical opinions you know with our credentials behind it and from a medical decision-making perspective, from someone who's prescribed medication, who's done the surgery, who's had to make the tough decisions and give orders, and who is responsible for making those decisions. Mm -hmm. And the, we include those opinions in our report, right? You know, within a certain degree, of, within a uh, uh, degree of medical certainty and in various, uh, with various amounts of, of power, we can give strong medical opinions. Bingo. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And I want to come back to that idea in just a second, but I would be remiss in saying uh, nurses are great. I'm actually married to a nurse. And, um, but what nurses do are, are so critical to our healthcare system and to the well-being of people that are uh, uh, sick and in, in, in hospitals and everything else. But when it really, you know, when it really comes down to the bottom line and you analyze what it is that we're asked to do, what we're really asked to do is to render medical opinions. 
And of course, no one other than physicians uh, can render medical opinions. So uh, a nurse may be uh, really great in the legal world in terms of organizing all the medical records, but a physician can look at those medical records and then uh, render medical opinions uh, about each one of the medical uh, conditions in the case. And as we've almost beaten with it, you know, to a dead horse, uh, find uh, medical conditions that may have been missed and so forth. But only physicians render medical opinions, right? That's exactly right. Uh, let me let me bring up another one that uh, again this we're glad that these questions come up when we do these initial meetings with uh, a, an attorney that's thinking uh, about using our services or uh, wants to learn more about the services that we use but uh, one of the things that I hear repeatedly is well I've never heard of a, a doctor working as <laughs> a, a medical legal consultant right that's exactly right. It's it's actually the norm. And when we're when we're making new connections and reaching out to people, that's the pretty much the first thing we hear. Or we hear, uh, "Oh, I'm not. I don't need any uh, medical experts at this time." Yes. Right. 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 So one of our jobs, and I guess it's one of our jobs in this podcast too, is we want to be able to educate our attorney listeners, uh, physician listeners, and the general public that this is a new field uh, where we can really aid in the process of how injury cases uh, are uh, handled by attorneys. That, it, yeah, of course you haven't uh, heard of someone who works as a medical legal consultant in cases because this is still a relatively new field. And one of our jobs is to help you to understand why this is valuable and how it will uh, help you in uh, make your life easier, in a sense, in your day-to-day -day handling of cases. I think it's worth noting one of the very specific features of how we're serving as a medical legal consultant, our comfort level in the legal landscape. And that not that medical experts or treating docs don't have a certain level of comfort dealing with medical, uh, dealing with legal cases, mm -hmm. but we have made it our priority and our specialty to navigate the various legal hurdles that commonly come up with our attorneys, to write reports in ways that we know are most beneficial for our attorneys, to really fill in the gaps mm. on the cases in a legal-friendly way that they don't have to keep coming back for revisions or that they don't have to insert their own opinions or bridging knowledge on their own, but that we have been in this field long enough to do that for them, which emphasizes, again, increasing the ultimate value of the case, saving them a lot of time. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up, Mike, that uh, it's both an art and a science in terms of writing the kinds of reports that we put together, because it's a blend of knowing the medicine and, and uh, through our experience, knowing enough about uh, the law 
to write reports that are going to be useful uh, and are ready to use <laughs> as soon as, as we deliver them. Have you, have you had your attorneys ever suggest that they've been doing this so long, their, their legal practice, that they, they feel like they are on par with many doctors in their knowledge of medicine? Yeah, I have. And, okay. uh, um, I, you know, over the years, uh, one thing that I've been uh, impressed by is by the professionalism, the um, uh, intelligence, uh, the, the general demeanor uh, uh, of the attorneys that we uh, work with. But uh, and I respect the fact that attorneys uh, in these this field, they do get to learn a lot of medicine. But the bottom line is they didn't go to medical school. Right, Mike? Exactly. And analogous wise, I, I've, I've used the uh, example of almost a Batman and Robin approach or, <laughs> you know, where they're 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 fantastic. They're they're I, I know frankly, I've seen the outcomes. I've worked with various attorneys and or their track record speaks for themselves. And I know they're really good at what they do. And they probably, they certainly do understand a lot of medicine. But what's really nice is because they they didn't go to medical school or work in an emergency room or perform surgery, they, I think the real special nature of this is whenever you combine the two, it's not even additive, but it's synergistic. Mm -hmm. You know, it's it one plus one doesn't equal two. You take an attorney that's comfortable in medicine who has a, a really experienced background navigating some of these these medical topics, and then you add a physician who kind of gets the legal spectrum and also has that training, it's one plus one equals seven. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's where and where we've kind of positioned ourselves to serve as a whatever you need, we can help make it better uh, uh, accentuation to our attorney's practices. And because we can fill in those little gaps that can make a huge difference. Right. Well, you know, attorneys uh, are, are doctors of jurisprudence, but they are not doctors of medicine. And through our training and, and combined with experience, uh, we just have uh, uh, additional understanding of an anatomy and the physiology and the pathophysiology that uh, a lot of times is going to get them over the hump. Even doing additional research, I've found, I joke sometimes whenever my friends and family ask me medical questions, I, I t I, I'm up front, I tell them I'm going to Google it, but I do follow it up and say, you know, you Googling it, who, you know, might be an electrical engineer versus me Googling it and reading through various literature, understanding the vocabulary, knowing what papers or what sites are worth uh, paying attention to versus worth ignoring, you know, five minutes of my research versus hours of someone else's research right. who is not in the field, knowing what words to search. There's, there's five different terms for various fractures or syndromes or names of organs. And when when someone isn't comfortable with all the variety of those, uh, that terminology, even doing the research can be tricky. I agree. Well, anything else? Um, no, this has been quite enjoyable. I, I think it covers a lot of bases. And, and frankly, uh, 
it's one of the reasons that I love doing new meetings and calls with attorneys because you can tell I, I don't think I'm kind of re-listening to the way that this episode went today, Armin, and I really feel like uh, we were able to provide a lot of uh, new education on these on these topics that are otherwise were unfamiliar to our attorneys. Yeah, great. Well, let me wrap up by uh, saying if you have a comment, if you have a question, and for, for our attorney clients, certainly if you have a case, please contact us by email at comments at physicianshelpingattorneys.com. That's physicianshelpingattorneys.com. And we will see you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to Physicians Helping Attorneys Helping People. For more information about the show and to listen to all the podcast episodes, go to physicianshelpingattorneys.com. You can also email Armin and Mike at comments at physicianshelpingattorneys.com. Music